Good afternoon and welcome to Lifestyle Leadership, where we add value to people's lives happening every day at uh, 12 o'clock on ebrisradio.com. My name is Kim Britz and my wonderful co-host all the way from Cape Town, Naomi, Basson. Naomi, how are you doing? Hello, Kevin. Hello, everybody. Welcome back and uh, happy 2021 for everybody out there. Yes, and uh, uh, I mean, it's a brand new year. There's so much happening um, uh, for me, at least, uh, like I'm... Uh, running at a pace already. Uh, I know that you, you you were still on leave still last week, weren't you? <laughs> you see my day today. She was an holiday. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen, I was at home the whole of December. I had my children down here for Christmas and that, which was wonderful. And um, we didn't really want to go out anywhere. And then we got stuck with um, two of my kids who got COVID. So it was an isolation oh, and we stayed at home. But they're fine. Um, so okay. when everybody came out of it, um, I just took a quick Gap and I, I went to Potter for a week with a bunch of my girlfriends that we do this every year. So last year we went away to Amanas and that week is used to sit and discuss about where do we go this year. So it's almost like a little goal setting session with a bit of fun and, and, and um, relaxation and just putting up, putting our heads together in, in what is it we want to do. You know? So um, yeah, in a way I just got back and now I'm trying to get back into the swing of it. It's quite tough, but we're back. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, that, that, that theme I mentioned now, I think it's such a good way to sort of, uh, to preface your here, you know, to kind of go, well, let's have a, a bit of a group discussion around uh, having like-minded people in the room and kind of go where you're at, what you're doing, how you're doing it, um, what's going to be happening. I mean, how did you come up with that? that uh, and, and like, what's the sort of process that you kind of, I mean, obviously there's lots of red wine involved. <laughs> Always, give always. I live in the I live in the in the in the region with wine. Eh? Although we weren't supposed to drink, but yeah, um, yeah. we stacked up. You know. So, you know, um, for me, I go through the process of setting goals every year because that's what we do, um, and it becomes a part of your life. You know, it's not something that I have to like tick off and say, hey, now I remember to do this. It's part of my life to every year go through. What does I want to achieve this year? Um, yeah. Being the age that I am, I don't have um, a hell of a lot of long-term goals. I have a, I short-term goals, yearly goals, set two-year goals and that. And I love to talk to people about that and check my own sanity around my goals and, and having a, a throw around with that. And it's just sort of like, um, it took a place with all my friends where they said, let's just talk about it. You know, it's it's everybody's now like, and with me, I'm like, what's your goals for this year? What's your goals for this year? I think I irritate them. And then we take this time to really just throw ideas around. And it's been a, a second year that we're doing it now. And I loved it. You know, for me, it's good to, to just sit and listen to other people and where they are and how focused they are, just to get my own mind in place as well. It's about like-minded people, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the things that I thought uh, would be great, I mean, that's what, you know, the conversation we had um, just before the show today is really just showcasing uh, our services, what we do, um, and really what impact um, we, we are having in our environments. I'm like, a lot of testimonials that happened last year, we've saw, you know, from a leadership perspective, how that's impacted people's lives. Um, but, but what are the other things that you do? Because, I, you know, I want to also chat about the things that I do and, and that combination of, of how well these things work together. Yeah, I think last year was a lot of, of showcasing of, of a lot of leadership stuff that you and I did. Um, and I don't think everybody's very aware of the fact that you and I live leadership in whatever we do. And I say... Uh, you know, yeah. when, you, when you talk to people and they don't really know what you're doing, 
When I unpack my basket of stuff that I have, they, they're blown away with, with what we have to offer. So I think it's, it's good that we talk about it. I and mean, you know, you and I are both NLP practitioners, master practitioners in, in using it. And it's not something we go out and teach necessarily. It's, it's a way of life, you know, and, and people see that and people pick up on that. It's like, well, you know, we want a little bit of that. And then you start actually using NLP with people. So NLP is in my bouquet of stuff. Um, I've done Enneagram coaching, um, I qualified for that. And last year I decided to do Enneagram practitioner. So I qualified last year with being an, an Enneagram practitioner. So Enneagram, Kevin, is an amazing tool to use as coaches that you and I both are um, with actually understanding people's blind spots. You know, in, in, in Enneagram with the nine types that they, that they have is to not put someone in a box and saying, you just that. Enneagram gives you this ability to see, I am sitting in this little box, but oh my word, I've got all these tools to be a better person. And yeah. Enneagram, when you do your Enneagram assessment, it shows very clearly where's my blind spots and what am I doing? And I love doing it with people when they sit back and they say, oh my word, I'm just like that. Oh yes, I do that. And it's then saying, does it serve you as a person? Does it serve you as a leader? Or, or, and, then, and then there's a process of coaching after that. I just earlier today had a conversation with someone, we spoke about 360 degree assessments that we do. And I'm saying, I would hate to do a 360 without a follow up coaching portion on, on top of that, you know, to do a 360 and show people what they're bad at, and what they're good at, and not giving them the tools to fix the stuff that they're doing wrong. It's almost a waste of time and money to actually do an assessment. So in all the assessments we do, personality profiling, enneagramming, 360s, hell of a tool. But it can't just be done and say, oh, now we know what you're bad at. Is what is it that's going to follow up from there? So for me, that's important. And I, and I, and I quite enjoy doing the assessments because it really gives people a good idea of where they are. You know, I come from a corporate background where they did assessments with us. And you get your full report and they tell you all these things and then there's no support afterwards. And you walk away and you really feel like a failure because I know I'm bad at this now, but nobody's helping me to fix it because if I if – I, if I thought I was bad at it and I knew I was bad at it and I could have fixed it, I would have fixed it. So there's, you know, for, for any assessment that you do is, is, is give the support to actually fix it and help people fix things or change habits to make it better and that. Yeah, and then obviously our big thing for me, 80% of my business is LMI business, Leadership Management International. That's the international product that we use in, in South Africa. And even in that, it's, it's really designed as a leadership development program in, in, in the whole bouquet of what we offer there. But I would even use the product when I coach someone. When somebody comes to me to say, please, I need coaching for 12 weeks. I'm stuck because I don't know where I want to be. I would often bring an LMI product in because the, 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 the process of the LMI um, product is great in setting new goals for yourself. So from my perspective, I think that's what I'd like to focus on again this year as well. Um, is to say, hey, we are coaches, we are change managers, and we've got this huge bucket of stuff that we can actually pull from. And we design it to suit your business, your personality, your profile. We, we, we can adapt all of that to work for you. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that you use the word change managers because um, I'm uh, as an online program, I'm going through a program that's specifically around change management. Um, what is interesting about going through this program is uh, a lot of the, the, the generic kind of general change management um, processes out there uh, are quite system orientated, you know, creating structure, creating systems. Um, and as I'm going through this process, 
there's this big alarm bell that keeps going off, kind of going, okay, but where's the human inter intervention, right? And that's exactly, you know, talking about change and how do they do that more effectively? I'm, you know, from my perspective, it's, it's looking at coaching uh, and really working with an individual. Um, and for me, you know, I, I'm working from uh, sort of um, lower level kind of uh, employees to top executives uh, like you do, you know, across the board. And um, every time I do come across a, co a coaching process with someone, um, people often kind of go, okay, so what, what are we going to learn in this? Like, how's this? What are we going to do? What's the step process? Um, I, and I'm sure you find exactly the same, that it's it's never a step process. You know, there's, there's an evaluation of self and you kind of go through you know the values and and really getting people to understand what their values are and why they're so important and how they they show up as part of your drivers um you know the the assessment from personality kind of going okay who are you and how do you show up in your world um and nine out of ten times people are very unsure and uh, don't have clarity on on who they who, who they function well uh, as you know and in what capacity I mean, you and I have done that, you know, I've done that Enneagram with you and um, part of uh, my assistance being number seven and having that visionary kind of, and, uh, you know, when, when we went through it, I was like, yeah, you know, that's exactly the point. Uh, that's my go-to is like, I, I see the vision of, of things that are bigger, how to do that more effectively and, uh, and, and how to use that as part of my strength. Um, but also, you know, being part of um, a large training community is something I'm doing at the moment is being involved with the, the Western Cape's educational department. Uh, we, we're rolling out a huge training program um, for the Western Cape. Uh, and again, you know, it's, it's really looking at a way, where do we um, create design and impact people um, using training materials. So, um, the other the other thing that I do around training is um, design content. So, you know, I've recently also designed content uh, with Regenesis Business School, um, specifically around resilience. Uh, well, I've done leadership resilience um, uh, and also social media. But uh, again, you know, from the design aspect of creating uh, solutions uh, for training interventions that are ongoing, um, and I don't do anything that's not ongoing, right? So it's if it's not an ongoing learning process, um, training is not going to work. We know that. <laughs> you know, yeah. we look at the leadership programs. It's that habit-formed process that we we go into. So I mean, and that's another aspect from coaching to training. And then, my, for me, lastly, it's it's the leadership programs that that you know that you've just mentioned. Um, and I think that you know, as a solution. Uh, uh, we have a lot that we could help people out there with. Um, just off the top of my head now, I'm kind of thinking, what do you think people out there should be, uh, uh, corporates should be doing, um, business owners, uh, leaders in the world today? What do you think people should be sort of tackling 2021 with? I mean, I, I know what I would say. Well, what would you think that would be a kickoff to, especially now? I mean, it's the beginning of the year. We're starting out. Um, a lot of companies, financial year ends happening in the next couple of months. Um, what should people do? What do you think? Yeah, I am I'm sharing an office right now with, with a um, psychologist um, who's uh, online support for a very large company. And I sit and I listen sometimes with the stuff that comes through to them and, and what they're talking about. And I think there's a huge, huge, huge desire in South Africa 
for people to just get emotional support in saying COVID has really knocked us down. It, it really has knocked us down in such a degree that we lost our confidence. We lost our focus. We are unsure about our future. We don't want to set goals because we don't know what happens tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. So I think for me, the focus of, of getting people grounded again, um, confidence, the, the reassurance that life goes on irrespective. Um, you know, we can't be stuck. I was stuck. I was stuck in COVID last year. I think the last six months of the year, I just ticked over. You know, there wasn't really a plan for me at the end of last year. And I think that's what people are going through right now as well, is, is we stuck, help us. So get, getting people unstuck and motivated and focused again, I think is a huge thing in the market right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think um, having COVID, having all of this, you know, it's, and I, I've said it so many times already, that's pushing that button of really questioning myself or going, is this what I want to do? Is this where I want to be? Is my life, you know, if, if you look at how quickly, how quickly COVID takes people away from people, you know, and, uh, you know, there's an urgency to kind of get to a point where you're going, am I living my life to the fullest? Am I living my life, you know, or am I just day to day, day to day kind of doing what I do? Because this is what I do. And I'm, it's comfortable. It's, you know, um, and, you know, part of the coaching process that I, that I often, you know, push the button on is, and I know you do as, as well, uh, is um, your comfort zone. You know, I always say when you're looking at your comfort zone, people go, yeah, 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 we know about your comfort zone. But the, the, the key ingredient for me around your comfort zone is if you are not pushing yourself past that limit and really feeling uncomfortable, you're not growing. You know, if you're just comfortable in what you're doing and it's, uh, it's like, yeah, I'm okay. Um, you're not growing. Uh, I know Anthony Roberts has made a statement before saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, he just, he's quite blatant about it. Yeah. Um, but when you think of it in that way, um, I, you know, the, the, the degree of your, your, your discomforts outside your comfort zone is the degree of the learning. You know, and then you consider that, you kind of go, yeah, this is really uncomfortable, but what am I learning? Yeah. And then suddenly that, that, that process is a very different process, even though it's, undif uh, it's, uh, it's uncomfortable and quite difficult. And you know what else I also saw, Kev, is, is I don't think we need to, I don't think we must lose focus on the fact that COVID and the people who got COVID and who ended up in hospital that survived COVID went through massive, massive, massive emotional trauma. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I will talk about it because she's my best friend. I mean, she was in hospital for eight days in, in ICU and she came yeah. out of that and thank goodness she's, she's sort of okay. She still battles with, with breathing and, and lung capacity and that. But that'll heal. But the emotional trauma she went through with going to hospital, not having contact with anyone, not having uh, people visiting her. You know, I said to her, if we came to hospital, I would have told you you're looking better. You've been going home now. But they don't have that. You know, so, yeah. so you lie in hospital with, with, zero, with zero contact with anyone. So the emotional strain that she underwent through that, that process really took its toll. I mean, I saw this week when we went away, there was, a, there was an absolute coaching through that before she could get to a point where she say where she could say, okay, I can face the world again. Yeah. And a lot of people are going back to work who lost people, lost dear one, loved ones, um, family members, someone that knows, I think we all know someone who knows someone who knows someone who died, you know, and and I'm not sure if leaders out there are, are equipped to now cope with that. 
I'm a little bit worried about that. Uh, you know, since I've been doing what I've been doing, and it's been a while now, you know, I've, I've recommended that each corporate out there get themselves an accountability coach or someone in a coaching capacity as an external resource. You know, very often corporates take that, that, that uh, approach of going, yeah, you know what, let's, let's just use the HR person or let's just use someone who, who, who sort of, uh, who's higher level and, you know, that speaks yeah. to people. And in, at the end of the day, all the feedback that I get through all the corporates that I've worked with is when you have to connect and when you're having a difficult conversation, you don't want to tell it to someone who works in the same building as you no. or works in the same environment or knows your boss. Yeah. Sometimes the boss is the problem kind of thing, you know, and he doesn't understand that I've just been through COVID and I've just lost a family member and I, I'm angry, right? Yeah. All of that trauma, you know, um, I, I re and I mean, coaching, there's so many coaches in the world. There's so many uh, people that are in this, this environment doing what we do. Um, so the, the capacity for coaching and coaches are there. I just think um, leaders in the world right now need to consider that as an as a, a point of payment you know they they in their finances in their actual budget plan um how do we do this resource as an external but purely based on the fact that the outcomes and the intention that a coach has from an external perspective uh, is not the same as the intention for for the business you know obviously yes you're going to find collaboration you're going to find the need you're going to you want to work towards that but you know, a coach really drives uh, 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 an input into a, a, a company or an environment completely at a different perspective than just the company doing it. I can't agree with you more. I cannot agree with you more. It's such a such a crucial point, Dad. And you know what? If leaders are clever and they go sit and they go work out the amount of time they lose with people taking time off or not yeah. performing at their max, that's the payment that they need to get a performance coach to sit in their offices. Give them a, a, a retainer, pay them a certain amount of, of time that you want them there, and refer their people to someone that they can go talk to. I mean, we play that role, Kev, you and I know. We work with companies. Those sort of people trust you, and they and they will talk to you about their leaders. Um, and, and you never break that trust, you know, but but they do. They do tell you the bad things. I mean, I think we know about company politics when we work in, in, in the company. Whether we agree or disagree, that's, that's immaterial. But people do find comfort in us as coaches or as facilitators to come and talk to us. You know? So, so award your staff that opportunity to go speak to a coach. Put a coach in your office. Give them an office. Let them be there. Pay them for a certain amount of hours. I cannot agree with you more. You know, I think it's crucial for companies right now. And don't have different people that they go to or strangers. I mean, I worked in a, in a company where we could phone in and say, hey, I've got a problem. And you get different people at the call center that takes your call. So you never have a, a, a personal link with someone, you know. So we, I didn't want to tell my story to strangers. You know, I would really like to know someone that I could go tell my story to. So come yeah. out, you know, open that one office, make it a coaching office, get your performance coach. Because not only will you solve the issue with the poor person that's got going on through trouble, you would also increase the performance of the company when somebody can go back to work and, be, and work at full capacity. So performance coaches is my is my vision for this year. You know, let's get it out. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, I just want to reiterate what you're saying because um, I've seen it with one of my current clients. You know, we um, we working. Um, we started with the leadership programs. Um, uh, we had a, a discussion with the HR, 
Yeah, HR was like, yeah, we do have this and this and this issue. Please, will you just come do a few sessions? And they said, you know what, yes, Kevin's available. If whoever wants sessions, he has 10 sessions available for the next month, go and speak to him. Now, me, the feedback that I got from, from dealing with, um, first of all, just knowing that you actually have someone to talk to. Yeah. They were so taken by the fact, the employees were so taken by the fact that, wow, Kevin, this person who's dealing with their management is actually making time to speak to me about a limiting belief or speaking to me about something that I'm really personally uncomfortable about in this environment, you know, they, the, the response that the employees are having. Uh, and then your know, HR manager comes back to me and is like, wow, I don't know whatever you spoke about with this person, but something's changed. You know, they, the way that they show up at the work, the, the way that they build boundaries, the way that they engage in around conflict, you know, little things that are, that are really, that, that are renegotiated and reframed and re-engaged with an employee uh, literally gets them to show up differently in that environment. And I think COVID has pushed that button to such a degree that people, um, I mean, I look at uh, some of the work that we've been doing um, uh, for Regenesis and we were working with a client around resilience. And one of the, the topics that we, we, we specifically look at is how to establish a boundary, you know? So, and I think people, a lot of people think that, oh, I, I need to put a boundary in place with my, with my superior or my colleague. And that means we need to fight. You know, they have that, there's going to be an argument, there's going to be conflict, we don't want to do that. So they just don't put boundaries in place. And the manager or whatever starts issuing more work and more work. And because you don't have any boundaries in place, you're working until eight o'clock at night, every single night. And you kind of go, okay, but have you established a healthy boundary? Um, and they, they, they haven't done that, right? Um, so because of the work, remote working environment that we're in, that is also adding to the trauma that people are experiencing, the loss that people are experiencing, the fact that they don't know how to show up in, a, uh, in an environment and establish a boundary, you know? So there's so many factors that, that's, that we take care of when we are involved and looking from an outside in um, that they're not even aware of. I think what people and leaders often forget is that people come from different backgrounds. They come from different environments into a workplace. When they arrive at this workplace, there's an expectation of them to behave in a certain way, which is not part of their habits, it's not part of their culture, it's not part of their values, but they expect it to live that. And nobody's giving them the tool or the assistance to actually get there. They can get there. They can get to that little box of this company, but at least help them, you know, and if, if and, and they don't particularly want to be helped by HR because then they have to then they have to show the the vulnerability of not being at that standard. So outsiders from a from an outside uh, outsiders coach perspective, absolute necessity. I mean, I can't even I can't even start to just you know when people say, oh, but it's costing us money. It's costing you more money by not having it. One of the things that I've started as a value add to how I'm doing everything I'm doing is um, a micro learning app. So what I've done is um, I have an, an app resource that I use that really just um, assists in processing and, and uh, relearning everything. And uh, if you look at training in the world at the moment, um, everything is uh, coming back to short bursts of learning information. And when I saw this and I thought, you know, this is such a value add to how we, how we share and implement information that whether you're going through a coaching process or a training process or a leadership program, 
and you have a burst of learning every other week um, about all the topics that you're, you're covering, you know, uh, it also adds to the change in behavior, the support that you're having through through having that that constant reminder of, uh, and you know, we through the, the the leadership programs, we already have that um, that spaced repetition, and we know and we have evidence of it that how fa fantastically this works. Um, and you know, any coaching and any um, intervention, I think at this point. Uh, around um, learning anything really requires us to to step it up in uh, how are people how are people how are in, uh, employees how are they engaging with new information how are they being trained how are they um, uh, connecting to new information and um, implementing the change um, without having to send them on a three day training out of the office or way or taking up time etc etc uh, I mean and you and I we both it's not something we do you know our training interventions are, are consistent um, they, but they bursts of information it's not that that long uh, training day that people have to go through so in saying that Kev um, I also do believe that there's a space for that one day thing I do believe that you know um, whether it's a strat session or a or a change management system session for the day often people yeah. would say yeah but we want to do the quick fix thing I'm quite happy to do the quick fix thing. They said, one that thing, we have a little bit of fun with it. I always do fun. I don't do the serious stuff. Yeah. I do the yeah. serious stuff, but I battle through that. So do the fun day thing, um, but let there be follow-up on that as well. Yeah, so so this this rah-rah of, oh, are we wonderful? And then nothing after that. Um, I got I went to, to bowel breakfast in my days with MTN. I, mean, I, I would always say the name because it was one of the most amazing things that we went through is we often had these power breakfasts and you go to this Kailami venue and it's, it's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. And they've got the best speakers and the rah-rah and you walk out of there and you're excited. You're going to change the whole world. I mean, we're going we're gonna to change the world. And you get to your car and you've got a flat tire and there's no one to help you. You know, that whole, that whole motivation, that whole rah-rah is just out the door straight away. So it's so short-lived. And I lived it, I feel it, and I understand it. And there's, I'm saying there's a space for it. But it's not yeah. a, there's no longevity with that. So do the one-day things. I'm happy for you guys to, 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 to contact us and we'll do the fun things. But let there be longevity. So for me, this focus for this year is I don't want to do the one-day thing, walk away from it. You know, I've built business relationships with my clients over eight years. And I keep on working with the same clients year after year after year after year. Um, and I get their staff just phoning me and say, hey, we need to have a coffee. You know, I don't get paid for that. And I, I would never want to be paid for that because I've got such um, recurring business with the same companies. Um, so I do that. It's almost like a free offering from me. But I do believe that there's space for us to, to actually be employed as change managers, uh, uh, performance coaches, whatever you want to call it, whatever floats your boat, call us whatever you want to do, but call us. You know, let us, let us be part of that thing. So focus for me is really on that today. this year is, is to, to add value to people, really, what we always do. And another big thing I want to do this year that I found now is with COVID, experience that I had is that people became closer in their relationships. Yeah. I feel that. I'm, I'm not sure if you picked that up, but, but relationships yeah. that was rocky is now quite, quite steady. Um, people suddenly realize that, that life's not guaranteed. I don't know, that's maybe a harsh comment, but I think there's a lot of couples that I'm, in my eyes have got a lot closer now than what they were before. And I think there's a space to do 
couples retreats, take them away for four days, small groups, let them plan their lives as couples going forward in the next year to five years, depending on their age and that. So big thing for me this year is, is I want to put a few couples retreats together. So I'm excited about that as well. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a fantastic idea. I think because then you know around uh, what values you share, what goals you're setting up, uh, what is your action plan, how do you do that? Uh, I think it's a fantastic idea. And yeah, I mean, that's, uh, uh, and it's another conversation we'll be having in a few months, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, so, I, I wanted to go do it in Mauritius. So, I, you know, I want to take a few couples to Mauritius and go do the, the few days in Mauritius as, as goal setting and that. But until we can travel, we'll do it locally. You know, we'll find a spot where you and I can go sit with these couples and, and we'll take them through a process of, of setting goals together because it's important. You know? I think it is. Absolutely. You know, and, and the last thing um, I just want to touch on, uh, even around the coaching process, is uh, changing careers. Um, I don't know if you've come across this or have heard, um, but I've also seen a lot of people are really starting to kind of, because of COVID, because of that questioning, they're kind of going, is this what I want to do? You know, um, and again, from a coaching perspective, gaining clarity and really understanding, well, who you are, how you want to do what you do, and is what you're doing serving your highest purpose, your highest value, um, the needs that you have for yourself and your family. Um, again, around coaching and and uh, and really supporting that um, um, that process. I think um, career changing and getting yourself a coach where you where you can just work uh, through a bit of a, uh, a few sessions um, over a period of time where you can really it can support you, hold you accountable, take action. Uh, and really say, okay, well, how do you get to that next level? And I think, um, again, it's also something I, I, I'm, uh, I assist people with, uh, just around getting, gaining that clarity and having a bit of a transformational process that they, they can be part of. And just keep um, sanity, because I think, I think when you've got your mind sorted, like, um, you know, now, now I'm in conflict with this place and the, and the way they do things and I need to find something else, it's not to make harsh decisions or, or rash decisions, you know, it's just, let there be a process. What's the next yeah. step? Uh, work out your steps. You know, you've got to find something new before you just give up and go. And, and there's financial impact in changing jobs and that. So, so, so I think from a coaching perspective, that's where we really do well is in, in just keeping people focused and grounded and saying, it's all well and done. You can do that. How are you going to do it? And, and, and follow your steps without taking rash decisions. Yeah. So for those who are looking for change managers, coaches, training, uh, leadership <laughs> assessments, <laughs> we're the people to talk to, right? <laughs> anything, anything you need. And, and we, you know, for me, it's just the most amazing thing is to see how we customize things for clients where, you know, yeah. it was weird for me because I come from a very strict background of corporates where this is it. It's a one size fits all. You know, you've done a, you've done a coaching diploma over six months, yet you've got to go to a coaching training session of two days and you're like, oh my word, you know, and then you, you sort of challenge the poor facilitator because you know better. So, you know, there is no one size fits all. And I, and I love it when companies say, hey, can you customize the stuff to work for us? Yes, we can. Anything you want, we can customize it. We add stuff, we take stuff away, we put your stuff in, we understand the company, we bring your vision into the group when we train them, we understand your values when we train the group. We identify when someone's not living the values. We try and get them back there. So yeah, I think we're just such um, overall people that it's that people should actually take notice. I think yeah. 
Absolutely. So, guys, basically, uh, if you if you need these types of services, Naomi and I are available. We we are wanting to meet with you, chat with you, and find that solution. Um, Naomi, if anybody wants to get hold of you, what's going to be the best for them to to do? You know, we're all on the website, so we got. Uh, I think I, I prefer to use my LMI website because it's eighty percent of my business. So it's www.lmi-smi.co.za. I'm on Facebook, I'm on WhatsApp, I'm on uh, uh, Instagram. You can find me if you really want to find me. I'm Naomi Basson. It's easy to find me, find me. Um, there's some weirdos out there, so I don't want to put my cell number on here. So I'll, I'll prefer if you find me through the processes. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm available anytime. You can get me through any of those um, platforms. And I'm exactly the same guy. So um, also on my website, but also leadershipbydesign.co, just .co. Um, and also, you can just Google, you can type in lunchtime series, you can uh, put out our names into Google, uh, often it all comes up and you will be able to find us. So um, just to end off today, Naomi, so uh, in the couple of months uh, or the next couple of weeks, we are going to be chatting to some, uh, some leaders in the world, guys. So, uh, and also, we're going to be uh, chatting to some, uh, some guys uh, that have done leadership programs, we're going to be chatting to CEOs, directors, uh, people who are in leadership positions and really have um, insights and information shared from people who are doing it, who are, are kicking some butt out there and, and making a difference to the world. Yeah, yeah. let's showcase everything about leadership. I think that's this year's focus for me is it's let's showcase leadership. Leadership is not one thing. It's a, it's a combination of a whole lot of stuff. So I'd like us to showcase proper leadership. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Nomi, thank you so much. I will chat to you later. Have a wonderful day and I'll chat to you next week. Next week. Just bye.